Good morning. How's everyone doing? I want to take you in the kitchen in the wedding dress that someone was probably murdered in. Father John Misty talking about his wedding. Guessing she got her wedding dress at Goodwill or something like that. Anyway, welcome to the morning show. My name is Jimmy. It's the morning, 9 a.m. on the eastern part of America which is where I am, in the Bronx, coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios. The morning show is we talk about, we play some music at the beginning, I drink some coffee, we do some geography, we talk about an American town, its history, what they've got going on, we talk about an, a baseball player, their history, what they've got going on, then we talk about a book or a poem, what they've got going on, that's the show, that's how it works, it's all my interests wrapped into one thing, hope you enjoy it, stay tuned. Or not. It's totally your call. No one's making you watch this. Good morning to Kyle, Jeffrey, Norm, Steve, Troy, Abe, Jill, Rob, Josh, Scott, no name, says morning. Real D says, see John Boy and Fuzzy with Bauer and Clev. Yeah, that video came out. It's nice. Abe says, Jimmy looking too fresh to mess up with a hat today. Yeah, Katie gave me a haircut yesterday. So that's what Katie taught herself during quarantine is, had a buzz hair and cut hair. So she gave me a haircut yesterday. So no hat today. I've, I've been like straight hat for a while now. Still got it here if you want it. It's not working. I'm trying to put this on over the headphones. There we go. Morning. Who's in Periscope? Mike. B Mats. Spirit 29. Anthony. Not Mr. Moon. Chris in Facebook, Aaron Bay, Krause, what's up? Welcome back. Dave Dawson woke up with a kink in his neck on Facebook, so if we can all keep him in your T's and pre's, and pre's, that's all that said. He, he needs some help right now. Waking up with a kink in your neck sucks. Blows. One of the worst ways to wake up. One of the... Top 100 worst ways to wake up. You woke up with like a knife in your head. I think that'd be worse. Never been there, though. How's everyone doing? Uh, been doing a deep dive into the Talking Folk podcast all yesterday afternoon. Great stuff, says Rob Patterson. That's nice. Nick does a really good job with Talking Folk. Uh, new episode out tomorrow. Not today. What's out today is last from the past. Oh, you guys got to 
you got to see the beginning of the last from the past today. I'm a, I never do this. I never like give you guys actual sneak peeks into the shows that are coming out. I just tell you what's coming out and then you can go check them out if you want or not. The beginning of last from the past today. Oh, it looks like it's not up on YouTube yet. That sucks for producer Luke. The very one time I want to show people the very one time I want to show people a video, he didn't get it up in time. That sucks for him. That's a bad look. Anyway, shit. I'll show you on the app what we did on the intro. It's powerful stuff. You ready? Humans have enlisted animals to help fight their wars since prehistoric times. And some of the world's earliest historical sources tell of battles between ancient warlords in horse-drawn chariots. Dogs and horses were probably the first animals used in war. And Just powerful. I am a human megaphone. I am a human megaphone. That's What's that song? No handlebars? And I can start a hunt with a megaphone. With a megaphone. And I can ride my bike with no handlebars. No handlebars. So that I can start a war with the make Whatever. Um, yeah. Last from the past good. It's all about animals in war. Different animals that have used been used in war. From bees, how bees have been used in war, to dogs, to mules, to cattle and the rest. Sequence is coming out. I believe it's an Austin Meadows episode. Uh, and he is back in the lineup for the... Blue Jays. Um, did he do anything yet? Because he, he debuted the same time this season. His first game was the same day as his first episode on sequence, and he got a triple and an RBI that day against Boston. Boom. What was the Father John Misty on? Says Nicholas Proats, the guy who uh, hosts Talking Songs and, and what we're listening to and John Boy Media Music here. That was Chateau... Chateau Lobby number four, parentheses, in C for two virgins. And um, that's like, that's the title of the song. I didn't configure this to show you guys my screen. Um, but I'll show you right now. That's, here you go. Here you go, Nick. Father John Misty, Chateau Lobby number four. It's about him and his girlfriend of 20 years finally getting married and having a bougie uh, hipster wedding, basically. Basically, I think that's what it's about, but no one can be certain because Father John Misty is kind of a pretentious butthead, but he makes good music. So I think he knows that about himself. Him and Ryan Adams. Oh, what you doing, Jimmy? Him and Ryan Adams usually have like a pretentious off. So that's fun stuff for them. Not really for anyone else. No one cares about those guys spitting at each other. Uh, so Laughs from the Past came out. I officially told you guys about that. Sequence came out. Talking Giants. They're coming out with new stuff all the time. What else? What else? What else is going on? What else is going on? Uh, John Boy and Jake Radio comes out at 10. Jake has to make his purchase of the day. Bet of the day. Fun storylines. 
recently we did a story about this guy who has uh, hire a hitman.com or rent a hitman.com and he lures in people that are going to try and murder someone, hire someone else to murder someone, and then he gets them arrested for murder. And we did a whole news article on or whole story on it. We were joking. I was like, I think if I go to this website, I'm going to be put on the list. And then we were like, this can't work. And then the guy reached out, rent a hitman guy, and he said, you are on a list. So fuck. I really blew that. No, he was joking around with us. C. Guerrera 2020 joined on Periscope. No talking Yanks today. Break day. Uh, is there a talking Yanks today, Duty? No. Talking Yanks is Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Sometimes it's Thursday because it's whenever the series ends. So if yesterday was the last game of a three game set, we would have had a talking Yanks today. But the series ends. Today, so we're recording tonight. That's how Talking Yanks works. Um, so, yeah, a little break. There will be a Talking Yanks pregame show, always, and a Talking Baseball pregame show. And there's a Talking Baseball episode out today, which is the voicemail app. A lot of people called in and leave voicemails. Trevor's starting to really like the voicemail app on Talking Baseball. So am I. Baseball is so hard to keep up with that people are actually calling in and, uh, like, you know, keeping us updated on storylines or thoughts that we don't have. So it's... It's like more about you. You tell us what's going on with your team more so than uh, come for our opinions. But it's it's good. It's really fun. I like the voicemail. So that's all that's out today. New Talking Nets, two apps a week now uh, that we're in the bubble. Keith McPherson, host of Talking Nets, social media manager over here at John Boy Updates Me. So there's a Talking Nets out today as well. Norm Shaver is on the episode. A regular in the morning crew called in, left a voicemail. Very good stuff. Gary Laspiza says, looking very official today. Thank you, Gary. No hat on, so that's nice. My contact is really bothering me. This eye, hold on, which way do I have to look? There's red right there. Every time I look, I don't know how to do that. I'm very mirrored. Um, Luke Goat Ear says, did he say a new laugh from the past today? I did. I did. I did. A mini, a mini, a little laughs. It's like a 20-minute episode. Every Thursday, there's like a 20-minute episode. Um, See you at the cashier after the Rays series. Says, is that a new saying the kids are saying? Some kid was dropping that on me like as his uh, outro tweet, see you at the cashier. And, um, ah, man, it's just tough when people just speak in lame sayings. It's weird. Uh, anyway, this is a lot of Q&A at the top of the show. Let's just move straight on to Thief River Falls. That's the random town today. It's in Minnesota. Minnesota. It's mostly sunny, 80 degrees. Awesome. If you're in Minnesota, that's very exciting for you. Thief River Falls, I got to tell you, I saw the name. For those of you that don't know, producer Luke just chooses a random, a random town. Uh, in America, and so every night I look at the sheet. I say, okay, what town am I talking about tomorrow? Okay, and then I do some research on it, try to find some interesting facts. I was like, Thief River Falls, awesome. There's got to be some cool stuff about that because the name itself, there's thief in it. So you think there's got to be some history. Why is it called Thief River? Well, the falls are actually, I think, at this crossroads of the Red Lake River and where the hell that one is. 
Red Lake River, a Red Lake River just bends. So are these the falls? Where the hell are the falls? There is a history of the name. It's not as exciting as I thought. Whoa. GeoGuessr. If someone just joined, you have to try and guess where we are. Hey, forever. Okay. Jeez, cheated. Um, imagine we just spun in circles and that was the whole show. Just me spinning. I don't know where the falls are. So it feels like I blew it already. Got a nice baseball field here. Some people fly on airplanes and the whole time they're in the air and their whole time they're landing, they count how many baseball fields they can see. And other people don't even know that that exists. Next time you go on an airplane, <clears throat> as you're walking down the aisles, just think, look at each person that has a window seat and say, and try to think in your head, baseball field counter or not a baseball field counter. We'll see where it lands. It's one of the best flying pastimes a boy can have. How many baseball fields can I count? Um, and I bet someone just heard me say that and like, I didn't know other people did it. Oh, people do it. Oh, there's baseball field counters. It's a whole contingency of us. What am I doing? Where am I? I've talked myself into confusion. Thief River Falls. All right. So Thief River Falls, they don't even have drone footage. Every town that I, I Google, I Google, I Google YouTube, and then I go uh, Thief River Falls. Apparently, it's called TRF a lot, Minnesota drone footage. And it's just a lot of, it was a lot of drug busts and a lot of short bad videos. Here's International Falls. Oh, we'll just drive through town. That's what we'll do. There, we're driving through Thief River Falls. Here's how the town got its name. Are you ready? Thief River Falls takes its name from a geographic feature, the falls of the Red Lake River at its confluence with the Thief River. Is that just where they meet up? The name of the river is a loose translation of the Ojib... How do you say that? How do you say that tribe's name? Uh, I feel like... I feel like if I hear it... If I hear it, I'm going to be like, oh, I've definitely heard that before. But if I try to say it, I'm going to butcher it. So we're just going... We're going here. Say it again. My name is I'm originally from the White Brendan, my English name. My Ojibwe name is Awanakwe. Ojibwe? Nope. Never heard that. Uh, okay, so Ojibwe? Is that what you said? Loose translation of Ojibwe phrase mean Gemud Akiwi Zibi. So some of you probably guessed that. Thief River Falls is a loose translation of the Ojibwe, Ojibwe phrase Gemud Akiwi Zilibi. Good guess. Literally, it translates to Stolen Land River or Thieving Land River, which originated when a band of Dakota Indians occupied a secret encampment along the river, hence stealing the land from the Ojo uh, Ojibwe. Fuck. Learn how to talk. It's not my native language. Ojibwe. Uh, so a, tr a band of Dakota found a secret encampment along the river and just posted up, hung out, Thought it was theirs. And the Ojibwe people came and were like, oh, we got thieves by the falls. Thieves by the falls. They sent out the alert, human megaphone. Um, 
I can start a war with a Meg. How's that fucking song go? Flow bars, handlebars, lyrics, megaphone. Not even, not even there. Whoa. Whoa. I thought that was definitely a lyric in this song. I can lead a nation with a microphone. With a, it's a microphone. Damn it, Jimmy. Way to embarrass yourself on the morning show. God. I can keep rhythm with no metronome. No metronome. This song came out at the same time as uh, All I Want to Do Is Go Bang, Bang, Bang. Because I, we, me and my buddies did a road trip to Vancouver, and that was all we listened to. It's like that song. Uh, what's the bang 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 song? And take your money. And then I always played Seven Things by Miley Cyrus because that pissed them off. Seven things I hated about you. Yeah, uh, <laughs> someone in Periscope just hit me with a good not joke. Nice one, John Boy. Not. It's tough. You got me. How about this f- terrible footage driving through Thief River Falls with, like, just a bad lens? Anyway, so the Dakota stole the land. Um, and then the other thing I found interesting about Thief River Falls history is that uh, the Indian reservation that was established there was called Moose Dung. So... Bad enough, they're taking your land away from you and making you live on just this section of land. They give you the moose dung land? Imagine that. The Ojibwe? Like, wait, where are they saying we have to live now? The moose dung land? It's bullshit. That place sucks. The moose dung Indian reservation was established on the west bank of the Thief River in the Treaty of Old Crossing in 1863. And then the town was developed as a lumber milling town. And the guy who wrote Hatchet is from Thief River Falls. Paulson? Yeah, Gary Paulson, your favorite book. How are you? Good. Nice weather for you. Oh, it's so nice out today. Yeah, I was, I was very excited about the weather. Rather. I ran with Mac up and down the block at 6 a.m., and I sweat a little bit. It got nicer by 7. What's yeah. it supposed to be today? It's going to get hot, Jake says. Well, we're in here all day anyway. Long day in the office. We're here from 8 a.m. until probably midnight. Not loose dung, guys. Goot. Wait, hold on. Moose. Moose dung. Indian reservation. That's where the Ojibwe tribe, I'm being told, got sent. To moose dung... Ooh, okay, here's an article, November 14th, 2012. The Sad Legacy of the Moose Dung Reservation. Wish I would have found this last night, read it, got some bullet points, prepped it for you. Maybe I'll speed read the first two paragraphs, see if we got anything good. One, do you guys want me to make it bigger for you so you can read along? Okay, here we go. 
1904, the Ojibwe village at the Thief River Falls in northwest Minnesota was removed from the Red Lake Indian Reservation to the east, much diminished after the tribe's secession of land between the reservation and Thief River Falls, known as the 11 Western Townships, 250,152 acres. The Indian cemetery at the village on a piece of land known as Squaw Point, where the Red Lake and Thief Rivers met, was dug up, and around 115 remains were taken by lo- taken by barge up the Red River Lake, where they were buried at a suitable point on the banks of the Red Lake River just across the reservation line. Ugh. Red Lake Wubi Kianu, in his, in his book, We Have the Right to Exist, says that the remains were dumped. The Metis told us that our evidence of this. Two issues were involved in the removal. He says one of them was that the plundering of the graves of my people for artifacts. The second was the removal of the physical evidence of the Jesus Christ had ever lived in the area. The site is known as Red Lake, as Silent City is entirely swamp or marshland in 1904 before the river had been dredged. Presumably it was even more marshy than it is today. It's hard to imagine that anything could have been rebuilt. Buried in this terrain, even as it is today, it is possible that the barge could not proceed any further from Frog's Bridge, awesome name, so had to leave the dead there. Another version of Red Lakes had tribal elders stopping the barge out of disagreement with the village band, whose chief, Red Rope, had accepted allotment, whereas Red Lake had rejected allotment in favor of keeping all the land to be owned common by the tribe as whole. This scenario seems unlikely because the village Indians said they were willing to remove at any time but would not sign any paper until their head man up at the lake approved of the matter. It is said that no moaning can sometimes be heard in the area, but sometimes nothing on two occasions. The story of Silent Cry remains sensitive for Red Lake and may be fraught with superstition as well. When I mentioned you my sister's travel, he replies, um, well, this paragraph down here is called Moose Dung, so I'll, I read the wrong thing. Sounds like they dug up a, a Native American burial ground and just dumped the bodies and... I think we can all agree it's kind of fucked up. Kind of fucked up. We're going to move on from Thief River Falls. There's not much going on now. If you type in Thief River Falls, the auto-populate comes up with drug bust. So I don't know what's going on. Someone someone just joined the... Someone just joined the... Someone just joined the Periscope and just said, I'm lost. Me too, man. Ojibwe. Nathan in Facebook says it's just Ojibwe. That's easy. Ojibwe. Nailed it. Well, anyway, that's Thief River Falls. It's a town in Minnesota. Uh, game we used to play in college was we had a landline telephone, and uh, my buddies would just dial a random phone number from an area code, and you had to keep them on long enough to guess the state that the accent was coming from. So we weren't trying to be mean to them. We were just, hey, how is this? Is Bobby there? Oh, this isn't Bobby's house. Are you sure? And, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be mean, but just try to guess the accent. And Minnesota was always the best accent to call. Always. Or like the Dakotas. And that's all I have to say about that. Random player of the day is Damian Jackson. Damian Jackson, most well-known for his collision in the ALDS with Johnny Damon. And I was watching this. We'll watch it in slow-mo here. And I was watching the collision. And I was and I looked it up. And they Johnny Damon played. Hold on, we'll go back a little. Johnny Damon played like three days later. I don't think that happens today. Bam. Hats go flying. Bodies are down. Noma picks up the ball. Sorry, guys. Hope you're okay. But I got to make a play here. And he did make a play. Wow, it worked. Got him an out. 
Um, there's another replay of it. So, yeah, this is like if when you Google his name. But I, I think Johnny Damon only missed like a couple days. Just crazy. Damien and Damon collide. I bet the headline used that. Show the replay again. Johnny Damon about to make the catch. Has no idea what's coming for him. It's going to get super scary. Damn. Yeah, that's not fun. I think I think I think I think he missed like he played in game three. The Red Sox won this game. Then they went on to the ALCS. This was game five of the DS. They won. And then Johnny Damon played game three of the ALCS. So he missed three days with anyways. He was like knocked out for eight minutes. I remember he put his hand up and waved goodbye to the crowd. And uh that was like a cool moment after the scariest of moments. Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah, I don't know if Johnny Damon in today's age plays like the next three days later after being in the hospital with a concussion and knocked out cold. There's Grady. People loved him. Some clapping. Why is that guy clapping? Are they telling him to stop clapping? Is there a fight? Is that what happened? Oh, Ortiz. Oh, I don't know this part of this saga. All right. I don't remember it at least. So someone said something and clapped at him. I'm going to put the volume on. Damian Jackson wants to go back out there. He is very concerned about it. Now a few of the fans apparently uh, giving it to Damian Jackson over behind that Oakland dugout. Well, now all of a sudden, uh, some of the Boston players having to be restrained. Oh, Gabe Kapler's involved? Going into the dugout. Or going into the stands, I beg your pardon. I love Gabe. I don't know if it was just some unruly fans saying some things, some disrespectful things to the Red Sox players as they came off the... Oh, uh, it's probably them clapping for the injury. Quick guess. That sucks. Uh... I just someone on uh, baseball Reddit just posted like a bunch of random facts, and one of them that is in 2004 Red Sox team, every single player voted that they were a Republican besides Gabe Kapler. Damian Jackson, let's take a look at his stats and stuff. We got born August 16th, birthday is coming up, about to turn 47. Congrats, Damian, that's exciting. Jacquees is his middle name. That's cool. He's from Concord, California, Ignatia Valley High School, drafted by the Cleveland Indians in the fourth round. Did he ever lead the league in anything? No. Did he ever win any awards? No. What's his most games played in a season? 138. So he had a three-year stretch here for the Padres where he was a starter. Below average bat. Safe to say below average bat. Games by position. Um, pinch runner, 96 times. Pinch hitter, 56. DH, 16. Outfield, 152. Right field, 19. Center field, 59. Left field. Shortstop, 284. Third base, 19. First base, 2. Never got to catch, though. It's a pretty nice diversity. It's a nice profile. 
2,000. He's 2,000 in stolen bases. Huh? What's that mean? Oh, in the year 2000. In the year 2000, he was 10th in stolen bases. Oh, his Wikipedia said that. All right, ready? His Wikipedia said, this is something I was interested in because I feel I feel like it's just more baseball reference nonsense. Uh, his Wikipedia said that in his rookie year, 1997, he led all rookies with stolen bases. When was his fucking rookie year? 98? These are all just September call-up years. When... I guess we can find this. Um, rookie status. Exceeded rookie limits during the 1999 season. All right, so in 1999, how many stolen bases did he have? He had 34 stolen bases. He led all rookies. How do you find, like, uh, how do you find, like, 1999 rookies? Rookie of the year? How would you find a list of uh, 1999 rookies? 1999 Rookie of the Year and Baseball. My guess is that no one came close to second place because it's such a a weird thing. Okay, so AL, Stolen Bases, Omar Vizquel beat him in the AL. Wait, hold up. Oh, that's MVP voting. Rookie of the Year voting. Carlos Beltran beat him in the AL. What's happening? What's happening? I swear his thing said that he led all rookies in stolen bases, and I was like, that's pretty dubious. That I think that could mean nothing. Jackson hit a broken bat grand slam versus Wade Miller. Okay, he did not play a full season until he was joined the San Diego Padres in 1999. He led all rookies in stolen bases. So he just didn't get a single vote. There's got to be a page where it's like 1999, 1999 rookies baseball reference. I don't, I don't know if I've gone through like rookies per year. Uh, 1999 MOA rookie players. Bam, found it. Okay. You got to be shitting me. They just list them. They just list them their careers, not the single season. Pissing me off. Something that doesn't need to be found. Clearly, none of you care about it. Why would you? And I, it just. I'm not. I just want to see the second place rookie. Your suggestions are great in the chat. Look at stolen base leaders from 99 and see who was ahead of Jackson. I want to see the rookie. I don't think there was any competition. I would guess that the second most stolen bases from a rookie in that season was like 10. That's my what I was thinking. Like no need, that's not, no need to really brag about that. I don't think he had any competition. The player pool is probably like 15 dudes. That was what I was going for. Anyway, we're moving on to the book. 
everyone's favorite portion of the show, maybe some people's not favorite portion of the show, maybe TC Boyle, Greasy Lake, and other stories. I'm not talking about the other stories, just talking about Greasy Lake. You guys ever read Greasy Lake? You ever Greasy Lake? You ever uh, you ever listen to Bruce Springsteen? Because the story Greasy Lake is inspired by the Bruce Springsteen song, Spirit in the Night. Which is a really good song by Bruce Springsteen. Greasy Lake. So we heard that lyric and that song. That song's about a bunch of kids driving out of town, going to Greasy Lake, getting drunk, having fun, ending up naked and sick in their birthday suit, having a grand old time. T.C. Boyle, this writer here, was like, ooh, I like the, I like the setting of that song, but I'm going to put my own twist on it. And he, he wrote a short story called Greasy Lake. I mean, I think you have to read this in high school maybe sometimes. They should make you read it in high school. Although forced reading is not fun, um, which, you know, is my bumper sticker on my forehead. It says that. Um, how many pages is it? Ten pages long? It's all about being a kid and thinking you're badass and wanting to dress like a badass and want to go do badass things. And then you get there and you're with the actual bad people in town. And you get your ass kicked and you get yourself into trouble and you find yourself laying in the greasy lake next to a dead body. What's up, Tim Melville? What's up, Tim? Joined just just in time for the book part of the show. I love when people join just for this part. What the fuck is he doing? He's reading books. He's talking about books. Anyway, it's cool when songs inspire books. Bruce Springsteen also has the song Highway Patrolman that inspired a movie. Did they make a movie about this? Did they make a Greasy Lake movie? Anyway, I don't know if you, I don't want to like, well, do you guys care if I spoil the book? The short, short, 10 page short story that you probably already know. The kids go there. They think they see their friend's car, so they start being all bad and harassing him. Turns out it's not his friend's car. Some badass dude uh, making out with some chick. They get out to fight. Main dude hits him in the head with a crowbar. Bam, he's done. Then the girlfriend comes running at them to try and fight. They're all in fight mode now, and they don't know what they're doing, so they beat the girlfriend up. Then cars start coming. They run out into the woods. They hide in the greasy lake. Murky water. Water. Pure. Clean. Greasy water. Dirty. Get it? Get it? So uh, you get you get what you get what's going on here. Um, and he's laying next to a dead body in the lake, and he's like, "Fuck! This is not who we are. We're just kids. We didn't mean it. We didn't mean it." And then, um, then their car gets thrashed, and the guy they fought with and his girl leaves. And then another car pulls in, and they're like, "Hey, that's our friend Al's motorcycle. Where's he?" And he was the dead guy in the water. And then they're like, "Hey, it turns out we don't we don't want to be badasses." Not us. We're just privileged white kids. We didn't mean it. And that's the story of Greasy Lake. 
Has anyone ever read? I get a lot of book recommendations on here. Has anyone ever read T.C. Boyle's other novels and stuff? If you have, is it worth it? Um, Josh, don't forget the intro books. I love Billy Joel, but recognize it's a Long Island thing. Is Springsteen the same thing in Jersey? Well, Springsteen's definitely loved more in Jersey, but he sells out stadiums anywhere he goes in the world. So I don't think you can just say he's just a jerk. Like, he sells out stadiums for the last, well, in the 80s is when he started selling out stadiums. Four decades. The last 40 years he's been selling out stadiums anywhere he goes in the world. So I don't think you'd say Springsteen is just a Jersey thing, although people in Jersey like him much more. Jimmy, can you add Wake and Jake to the Apple podcast? Yeah, I tried. You just have to do a whole submit thing. And uh, iTunes takes like a couple days to uh, accept your application. So I don't know if it's been accepted. I'm checking now. It doesn't seem necessary for me to check, but try to get you the answer to your question. The answer to your question is, yeah, it's coming. The final answer is if it's coming today or tomorrow, and I have the answer in two seconds, submitted for review. It's not up yet. Probably tomorrow or the next day. It'll be up. All right. Bam. That's Greasy Lake. Oh, I wanted to see if they made a movie about it. Oh, I'm way behind. Shit. Sorry, Jake. Way behind. I got to go. Go listen to uh, uh, Wake and Jake. That's my bad. Ten minutes late. What a jerk head I am. See you guys. See you tomorrow. And play piano in the chateau lobby. I've never done this, baby, be gentle.